start the launch sequence. Are your kids ready for life after school? Let's get them ready. Greetings once again. I hope you're doing well and welcome to episode number eight, where we uncover the mystery of identifying passion and purpose in a career or really any endeavor you can think of. Bill Princely here with you. I apologize for the cold, also for the slight delay between podcasts here. We've had a little bit of difficulty, but nevertheless, I'm here and we're going to be going through this. And and I want to start off by saying there's a lot of talk in the self-help movement about finding passion and purpose in your life. And today, I'm hopeful that I'm going to go over a simple way to identify those things, and it might surprise you. As mentioned before, everything we've been talking about builds on the previous podcast, but especially this one. So if you've not listened to episode number seven, go back and do that now, and then come back to this one as it'll be much easier to grasp. As mentioned in episode number seven, that and episode eight combined to form a small mini course in terms of identifying what you might call a dream job or a set of dream jobs. If you're new to the podcast, I urge you to start at the beginning because all of this is cumulative so you can understand where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. So let's get to it. In episode seven, we talked about combining interests and abilities to form jobs. Again, all job descriptions can be boiled down into these two words. For instance, if you have an interest in history and an ability to teach, combine those two things, you get history teacher. Interest in sports, ability to describe, you get sportscaster or maybe even sports writer. Interest in food, ability to communicate, food critic maybe. What I hope you've had a chance to do with episode seven is take a few days and do an inventory of your interests and abilities and see what you might come up with. But the real reason I wanted you to do that is because the combination of those things can give you a, wait for it, passion. Oprah Winfrey once said, passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. Yes and no. Yes, I think most of us can agree on the thing that gives us great energy and enthusiasm is what we call passion, but it hasn't always been that way. Passion is an old word. It comes from the Latin verb paseo, P-A-S-E-O, spelled the same way as the old Toyota car you might remember from a few years back, except if you Google Toyota Paseo, it's a car that probably doesn't really inspire you to any sort of passion as we know it. Nevertheless, we're going back to the Latin word paseo, It's a verb which astonishingly means to suffer. Yes, it means to suffer. Like, honest to God, back-breaking, soul-crushing suffering. Those of you that have seen or heard of the movie The Passion of the Christ that was put out by Mel Gibson and wonder why it's called The Passion, that's why. People may recount the story of Jesus when he was crucified. What many don't associate with that event is that when a criminal is sentenced to death by crucifixion, Roman soldiers would tie up the individual and, without being too graphic here, exacted some excruciating punishment. The reason? They wanted to physically wear out the criminal so that when they were crucified, they wouldn't live very long on the cross, certainly no longer than a day. It's not pleasant, this word paseo, to suffer. But the English language started to turn its head on this word around the time of Shakespeare. Many of you will also remember the tragic love story of Romeo and Juliet. 
In that story, two young love interests are forbidden from having a relationship because their families are at odds with with each other in almost every way imaginable. Some might say the two had great passion, meaning that they were suffering because they were forbidden to be together as a couple. Others might hear that and say they had great passion for each other, meaning that they were so in love and wanting to be around each other all the time. It's kind of that same way we use the term crime of passion, where one distraught lover would kill someone else because the murdered wanted to be with another person. It could be construed that one might say the person committed the murder because they wanted no one else to have their love interest, while another might say they committed the murder because they couldn't keep and thus suffered without their love interest. So this second definition of passion, of getting energy from something you really want, started to come into the world. In this idea we have about trying to create a dream career, we've started to put together this idea of an interest and an ability to form a job. And I hope you've taken some time to go through that exercise. If not, obviously, go back, do that first, then come back here. What those two combined elements can create is a possible passion coming out of that second definition. It's an opportunity for you to work in an industry that you love while doing something in that industry that you desire to get better at or progress or grow and develop, no matter your age. But more to the real point of it, people would say that when they do something they are very passionate about, they feel like that's who they are. They get the most enjoyment out of those activities because they stimulate them intellectually and they drive them physically in their area of work. That's passion, the energy the aforementioned Oprah Winfrey referred to when she said to, quote, feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you, unquote. That energy is also an internal sensation. Yes, we can project it with our words, our facial expressions, our body language. No doubt you've seen Tiger Woods fist pump or you know, someone very uh, exuberant when they've done something great in their own lives. But in a career sense, We can see it, it happened from leaders to followers. But for the most part, it's an internal experience. Think about your own life and those times when you were so focused on something you couldn't think about doing anything else. Those times when you thought you were working on something for an hour and five hours just flew by because you were so into the work that you were doing. Now think about one of those times and break it down into that interest you were thinking about and the action or ability you were trying to execute because they're going to be there. You might find that you need several abilities to achieve a much greater goal, but all of those pieces fit together. That's a passion. That's something that takes the best of you, the best of your mind and the best of your physical ability, not because that's the best, but because you want to give it the best you possibly can. Passion is about that desire to push your true self, not anyone else's. But push you towards what? Well, that brings us to the last part of this mini course, because when you get involved in something like that, where you bring out your best in a given endeavor, the obvious question is, why are you doing it? What's the reason for expending all of this energy? What's the purpose of this work? If you go back to our triangle in episode six, you'll remember that the interest and the ability form the bottom two points or the base of the triangle. But that triangle also has a top point, which I call an audience. Connect these three lines and you create a triangle or an arrow in which you are aiming your actions, your interests, and your abilities towards a purpose. 
Now, purpose is one of those words like dichotomy or relationship. By definition, it infers that there is something else out there, be it another person, another group of people or entity that benefits the assistance of someone in some way. But put a more practical way, it's you reaching out towards something in order to provide the service that they need. It's the thing that gives us not only a sense of worth, but also gives us a sense of place, that we're in the right place to do the thing that we want to do for someone who truly needs it. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you help someone and you were the only person that could help them in the way that they needed? How'd that make you feel? You were the only person that could help them in the way that they desired. It gives you a feeling of not only self-worth, but also that you were in the right place at the right time, and you did something with a singular purpose that only you could do. As I mentioned at the end of podcast number six, Mark Twain said the two greatest days of your life are the day that you're born and the day you find out why. When you have one of those experiences where you can help someone in a way that only you can, That's one of those days when you find out why. That's purpose. Your purpose. No one else's. And from a long-term career perspective, one of the ways you can identify purpose is through the people you work for. This can come on several levels. If you're a person of faith, ultimately you serve an entity greater than yourself. That's going to be your highest priority. Second, you're going to serve your supervisor and those up in the food chain in your company or organization. Third, You're going to serve your customers, the people that buy from you. You want them to be successful in what they do and with whatever product or service you are offering or how you help them get through the issue that they have paid you to mitigate. Those are all, mostly, forms of intrinsic motivation. Yes, you could try to please your boss so that you get a good review and maybe a raise, and that certainly is an extrinsic motivational factor. But for the most part, these are the people you want to be happy with your work. So as the last section of this mini course, take a look at the jobs that you formed with your interests and abilities in podcast number seven and identify who it is in each of those scenarios that you want to work for. Who is it that you want to serve? Think of it in terms of the ideal person you want to work with, your customer. Chances are there's a face that pops into your head that you really want to work with when it comes to doing those jobs that you've already identified. Ask yourself questions about that person. Where do they come from? Who are they? What is it that attracts you to them? What you get out of this exercise is the three angles of the triangle that we talked about, a career that is formed by the combination of an interest and ability and aimed towards an audience or a group of people that you want to serve. Now, what I've done here is I've taken you through the first four steps of what I call the dream job blueprint. You can also think of it like a mathematical equation where I plus A in parentheses, meaning interest plus ability, plus AU, or audience, outside of those parentheses, equals dream job. You can also infer that the AU, or audience, is where the gold is. AU, of course, being the chemical abbreviation for gold, because our talents and our interests have no real value unless we can put them to someone else that needs them. Once again, that formula is open parentheses, I plus A, close parentheses, plus AU, or the audience, equals dream job. But here's an interesting tweak to what you've just learned. It can also be done backwards. One time I was giving a presentation to some high schoolers, and afterwards I was walking through a crowd, and one of the young boys ran up to me and tapped me on the shoulder. You could tell he was a little distraught, but what he told me is that he wanted to be able to help his mother, who was sick. He didn't give me any specifics, but it was 
apparent to me that either he had just gotten some bad news or the family perhaps had known some bad news for quite some time. We got to talking and he said he didn't want to become a doctor or do anything like that. He just didn't have the mindset to go into the medical field. But he did have a relative that was in the financial planning industry and that had some positive vibes for the student. So we came off of that and I talked to him more some more and I mentioned, why don't you try to become a fundraiser to try and find the cure for what your mother has? And that's something you can do right now. You don't have to wait to get a degree or special training to do that. Honestly, I can't tell you how that story ends, but it begins with this kid running out the door to try and find his dad so he can start raising money to help his mother. That's a dream job. That young man knew of a person with a problem. That person was his mother and everyone else in her position. That person became his audience, the people he wanted to serve. And he found a way he could serve them through having an interest in money and a strong desire to raise it for the purposes of, of curing the ailment that afflicted his mother, therefore working for his mother all along. He went about the process backwards, somewhat like what an entrepreneur would do when looking for opportunities. Look for a problem in the world and who is affected by that problem. The people affected by the problem become the audience. Then use your skills and interests to define a solution to that problem and bring that solution to those who need it. It's the same question. Thinking back to your math days and using the accumulative property where it was I plus A in parentheses plus AU equals dream job. That can be changed to say AU or audience plus I plus A in parentheses also equals dream job. And again, in that equation, we have three elements that espouse intrinsic motivation, autonomy, mastery, and purpose. These things you want to understand intellectually. These are things that you want to master physically, and these are people or entities that you want to serve with purpose. Find a job with these three characteristics geared towards your own personality, and you will find a job that will be very, very hard to walk away from. That's the mini course that I wanted to take you through, identifying those strong interests, those abilities you're attracted to, and those people that you want to serve, putting those things together and forming options that you can take a look at and possibly narrow down to an ending solution, perhaps a dream job of your own. But what you really get here is the combination of a passion, the things that you like to think about combined with the stuff you want to do, and a purpose, the desire to serve others in that capacity. That's what many of us are looking for in life, no matter if it's a, simply a job or an opportunity to serve in some way. It's that internal emotion combined with an external motivation that gives you both the idea of experiencing passion in the sense of having a great desire for something and experiencing purpose in serving others that need your knowledge and skill. So that was for you, the adult, the parent that is looking to take this idea on a test drive. Now, how does this work for the student, you might ask? Well, exactly the same way. They can do these exercises and come up with their own possible careers, and then you can take a look at their, say, top five choices and make a determination of what kind of post-secondary school they need to consider. Are we talking about a two-year degree, four-year degree, specialty school, technical school, culinary school, whatever the case may be? Then at least you have a chance to look at where they are initially looking, and then you can help them fill in some of the gaps, for instance, like education in terms of what they might need or experience in terms of what skills they need in order to do well at that career. 
Fortunately for you, we've got a program that can help your student into this conversation. It's called the Dream Job Blueprint. For your student, we've got an ebook you can get and have them do, which takes them through not just one question to determine their interests, but 20. Not just one question about their abilities, but 20, including several that can ask other people. And if you remember when we talked about how students and parents can come to an agreement through negotiation, well, what we've done is we've laid out the idea of a plan the student can present to the parent. If you remember, this was the time when we were talking about the parent-child relationship turning into a loan applicant, loan officer relationship, where they have the enthusiasm to take them to a desired destination, but you as the loan officer, you have the experience and the money, haha, and you're probably not going to let them go unless you see that the use of your money is going to be a good investment on their life. The Dream Job Blueprint helps you and your child lay out that plan. It takes a look at what is required academically all the way down to what kind of courses they might need to take. It examines the professional side of a career in helping determine what kind of experience and how much your child needs to reach a certain position. It also includes a financial examination by looking at the educational requirements and seeing how much that's going to cost versus how much money is available in your family for education. What you get in the long run is the chance to work on that plan over time with your child. You can see over time what sticks with your child and what is merely a flash in the pan in terms of what they're interested in and what kind of skills they really want to grow. And by doing that over the course of their teenage years, you'll be much better prepared to talk about post-secondary education opportunities when those conversations arise. You can take a look at where things are and where things are headed. And you can get the feedback from industry professionals as to what the best course of action for your child should be, both academically and professionally. All of that is written into the blueprint. All you got to do is go to dreamjobfactory.com slash blueprint. And if you think you're about to be hit over the head with like a $1,000 course or some major investment, you might be pleasantly surprised. From here on out, this podcast is going to deal with a lot of the things parents need to know when it comes to preparing your child for life after high school. We'll get into some of the real numbers in terms of graduation rates, graduation graduates working within their major, who teenagers talk to in regard to their career choice, the four different types of student and what you need to look out for, bunches of other topics like should my child try to be an entrepreneur? What if my child goes through high school and flounders or quote unquote fails to launch as it were? What do I do for them? We're going to talk about how you can help your child network to get the job they want and how to do informational interviews to figure out what they need to know in order to achieve the career that they want. All of that is coming up and a lot more. So I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. But if you want an inside track on all of this stuff, go to dreamjobfactory.com slash blueprint and you can get a head start on all of this with your child. It's good for anyone with a child 11 years old and up. It's even good for you if you're considering a career change as well. I want to be on this ride with you, and I hope you want me to be on this ride with you. As I said at the outset, I want this to be a two-way street. You can catch other outlets of the Dream Job Factory on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Dream Job Factory. You can also go to dreamjobfactory.com and sign up for the newsletter to get other information that I don't put in the podcast as well. Go check it out. Go to dreamjobfactory.com slash blueprint, and let's help your kids get the keys to launch their careers. Till then, Bill Priestley is saying, thanks for being on this journey with me. And remember the words of that famous writer, Anonymous, who said, quote, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. 
I'll see you next time. The Launch Sequence is the official podcast of the Dream Job Factory. For more information, check out our website at dreamjobfactory.com where you can view all of the tools we have to help your child identify a life path. You can also sign up for our newsletter to get the latest podcasts and information in the career discernment space for young people. We also invite you to join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the dream job factory. This has been the launch sequence, giving your kids the keys to launch their careers.